Live from the NextCast Fanthropological Institute, we're doing our first ever five-day podcast as we talk about fans of cricket. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fanthropological. The podcast that brings the fans eye view to you. I am Nick G, and today we are talking about fans of certainly one of the longest sports that exists, cricket. And here with me today to do that are my two best friends, Nick T. Uh, yeah, uh, from the deepest of the darkest night, on the horizon, bright light, end of the sight, tight, camera zooms on the appending doom, but then like boom, black suits fill the room up with the equipment. I'm not doing the whole thing. <laughs> I just wanted to get to the noisy cricket, get wicked on you, but it seemed like it was a long lead up. So, hey, I'm Nick T. I'm that guy. We got time. Don't worry. <laughs> and Nick Z. Hey, you can just call me the Duckworth Lewis method. What? Oh, oh, my goodness. Doing research for this week was really interesting, to say the least. I'm not going to say that I'm all sports out, but sports guys. <laughs> You guys, you don't understand how much sports this mm-hmm. is. This is two sports in three weeks. What was the other sport this that we a did? Lot. Figure skating. Oh, uh, maybe figure skating was a little bit easier for me because I had the Yuri on Ice connection. <laughs> oh, it, is that cricket anime? We're not, not <laughs> able to find a cricket anime before uh, we started recording today. Would you like to see a cricket anime and would it be successful? Uh, maybe. There's lots of baseball anime, but it's not the same thing. A cricket anime would be popular with the same people who really like all the filler and DBZ. <laughs> I'm going to qualify that statement to shots fired. <laughs> As usual, I'm going to dig into the fandom facts to get us started. Hopefully it'll give us a little bit of context about cricket fandom and all that jazz. Fandom facts. So, origins of cricket. It is unclear when the sport began, but is likely to have started around the middle of the 16th century, and the first international matches took place in the second half of the 19th century. Interestingly enough, do you know which countries were competing in the first international match? I was going to ask you guys this question, so yes, I do know. <laughs> oh, okay. That's cool. Z? Um, uh, Spain and Portugal. Spain and Portugal. Good guesses, considering all... I wouldn't say so. No. I mean, it's kind of like two things. It's like a fierce mm-hmm. rivalry. It's, I, I think it's kind of. Reasonable. I mean, Spain and Portugal is a fierce yeah, rivalry, but not. But I mean, cricket seems to be popular exclusively in Britain and its Commonwealth or former Commonwealth. <laughs> right. That's fair. Yeah. So that that little tip off is it was Canada and the U.S. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. No. I was not expecting that. I was expecting like no England and Britain and India, and India or something. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that was the first test. First, oh, first test match. Oh, okay. like the five-day uh, yeah. match. But yeah, first international cricket was U.S. versus versus Canada. So that was in 1844. Uh, cricket is, in some ways... Before there was Canada. Yeah, before there was... <laughs> I know, right? Was that like before the Dominion... Can, uh, I forgot the various British North America Act? Yeah. Yeah. 1867. Yep. So yeah, it precedes it by 23 years. Man. So I guess technically Britain versus the U.S., Ho ho! Right, but like mm. not Britain, because Britain is an island and Canada is not an island. No, I am a rock. I am an island. Canada, not an <laughs> island. Note the distinction. Note the distinction. Mm. Mm. Cricket is in some ways not dissimilar from the more familiar to North Americans sport of baseball. Mm-hmm. And I definitely am not an expert on cricket, but there's this quote from Wikipedia that should clarify some things, and I'm sure throughout the episode we will possibly talk about the similarities between baseball and cricket but to give a quick summary cricket is played between two teams of 11 players each on a cricket field at the center of which there is a rectangular pitch with a target called a wicket each phase of play is called an inning during which one team bats attempting to score as many runs as possible while their opponents field depending on the type of match the teams have one or two innings apiece and when the first innings end the team swaps rules for the innings so that part's kind of similar to baseball like basically you have a bowler which is like a pitcher and they throw the ball at the, one of the batmen who's sitting in front of a wicket. And the goal of the bowler is to knock the wicket over. Or there's like two other ways to get it over. I forget what they were. That's like the biggest one. Oh, also catching the ball, just like in baseball. Mm. Yep. yep. Um, and then there's a third condition, which is like a combination of those two things. 
And then runs are like when the batter knocks the ball away from the pitch and out into the field, the batters like run back and forth between the two ends of the pitch. Up here while we're talking about like what cricket is, one of the things I thought was really cool is that it's played in a circle and the action mainly takes place in the center. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like the entire field is like valid for play because yeah. the ball can go anywhere from where the batter hits it. Yeah, because there's no batting cage behind. And just like in baseball, like there's, there'd normally be a foul ball, but in cricket, it's like, no, if it goes over this way, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I went into this thinking that the rules would be very crazy. And admittedly, I don't know all the rules. I know that there are like laws of cricket. <laughs> that's what the rules are called. <laughs> yeah. The laws. The laws. But it's actually not that dissimilar to baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just before we went live, the batter is like a cross between a batter and baseball and like a goalie. Like, his hits are to stop them hitting the wicket behind him. Yeah. And he can also score some runs at the same time. Also a lot more padding than baseball has. It's like a combination of the two greatest games ever, baseball and soccer. Tell me how it is like soccer. (laughs) There's a goalie. Well, I guess there's a goalie in soccer. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got a bat, you know. When I was thinking goalie, I was thinking hockey, of course. Uh, I also looked up when the sport was most active, again, using Google Trends as the, the kind of measuring stick for that. Unlike most fandoms that we've looked at recently, this was a case where interest in the subject tends to be on the incline Mm. as opposed to decline. Interest in the topic of cricket has been increasing since 2004, ever so slightly. Mm. It doesn't have a huge periodicity, like it's just generally on the incline. It does have some spikes, most notably uh, around the Cricket World Cup. Makes sense. For some reason, the one in 2015 was giant. (laughs) <laughs> what was so special about that 2015 was it england was england in it uh no actually oh mm. huh. we got a lot of stories of like england wants to be good at cricket again <laughs> remind me immediately of the leafs um new zealand versus australia <laughs> <laughs> that seems appropriate for levels of interest yeah yeah does that mean once people get in, they stay in? In the fandom? I just mean if search is on the incline. Oh, hmm. I guess there's two ways that it can go. Either people who are in stay in, or more people who are interested in other things become interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some sort of churn and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's interesting to hear. Yeah. yeah. I was happy to hear that because it's mostly like decline, decline, <laughs> decline. It's almost been declines across the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it feels very positive to be like yeah i mean some of the things we've been watching have been like a, a flash in the pan comparatively like super hulak the flashiest in the smallest pan yeah uh, i would say mm-hmm. candle burns twice as bright burns half as long <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the the size of the fandom using a bunch of different measuring sticks as i often have to do the cricket subreddit has about forty-eight thousand subscribers I found that there is a national cricket census in Australia. That's great. <laughs> Over 1.3 million people played cricket in Australia in 2015, which is a lot. Australia has a population of 24 million. Mm-hmm. That's a good chunk. Yeah. 24% of those cricketers are female. So the remaining 76% are male. Uh, three to one. Worldatlas.com estimates that uh, the number of followers of cricket is around 2.5 billion, with soccer being at about 4 billion. I've watched multiple videos where it claimed that cricket was the second most popular sport in the world. Yep, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of around the world, cricket is popular around the world, obviously. The international governing body of cricket, the International Cricket Council, has 105 members. So that's a lot of them. It's not most of them, but it's a lot of them. It is most popular in the British Commonwealth, and in particular, in Pakistan and India. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you got your Australia, New Zealand, West Indies, uh, a couple of others. England. Uh, and notably, not in Canada. Yeah. Not so much. I decided to compare Google Trends data for baseball and cricket. <laughs> and North America is very baseball-oriented. Yeah. The rest of the world is very cricket-oriented by comparison. <laughs> Like, when I was reading up on the history of cricket, is like, it's very popular in all British Commonwealth countries, except Canada. Huh. It wasn't, uh, wasn't happening. I don't know. We're just too American. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Those were the facts that I managed to find. I did see that there is some information about, like, cricket real person fiction, but I was like, okay, we did that, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> so, yeah, don't worry about it. Try to tread some new ground <laughs> this week. Yeah. yeah. So I pop a couple of little historical facts uh, on Ooh. top of there. 
So in 1611 was the first recorded incident of adults playing cricket. 1611, so... Uh. 1597, I think, was the first recorded incident of it at all. Because it's mainly seen as a child's game. And a dictionary from 1611 referred to it as a child's game. Hmm. But in 1611, two men were prosecuted for playing cricket instead of going to church. Hmm. <laughs> I think I was also saying something about, um, was it Protestants or... Some groups seeing it as a uh, profane game. I think that's talking about the um, the interregnum when there was no king, when Oliver Cromwell took over and was like, no, we're not having... Um... It was mostly soccer they outlawed. It's like, this is awful. People need to do more church. <laughs> the interregnum was very strict about going to church, but like they didn't out and out ban cricket in like schools or anything like that. It was just like, don't use like God's area for cricket. <laughs> use it for praying or, or what have you. And it used to be played with, like, hockey-esque sticks. Yeah, they had more of a bend. Yeah, because it was mostly, like, literally bowled along the ground. Ah. And then we got the good old overhand bowl. <laughs> that necessitated a change in the bat. Yeah. Do you think we should maybe go to take a brief stroll along the pitch? <laughs> I'm not familiar with cricket metaphors, so I've got to, like, got to work my way in there. You can try to bat the balls that were bowled to us by our past selves. I mean, that's... I'll, t- sure. I'll take that. Sure, fine. <laughs> yep. Cool. <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's do that and take a look at last week's famous last words, mm-hmm. where we probably said something stupid, and this week we're going to find out if we did. I'm just going to do these in order because that's what I have them in here. G, All right. your first famous last word was what is the connection between the game cricket and the insect cricket, which you immediately said screw that, <laughs> and then we're like, hey, has anyone became a fan of cricket via the fifth doctor? Mm-hmm. I did did what you did with figure skating. And just like, maybe there's a connection between this thing that I like and the thing we're going to cover. And the answer to both is no, nothing. Absolutely not. Really? Wait, what? Not not, not related. None of it. I didn't find anyone who was attracted to cricket via the fifth doctor. And the origins of the word cricket are completely separate from the insect. What? What are the origins? It derives from the Middle Dutch phrase for hockey. Oh, that actually kind of makes some sense. Yeah. Interesting. It was originally spelled Kreket. C-R-E-C-K-E-T-T. Okay. I'll buy that. Crick in Middle Dutch means stick. Yeah. So, I did not find any connection. People have been like, oh, Doctor Who got me into crickets. However, I did find mm-hmm. the Cricket and Doctor Who podcast. Wait, oh. what? Hello, and welcome to the Cricket and Doctor Who podcast. We reckon we're the first ever podcast to cover the two most eccentric of English pastimes, watching frequently beheaded men wander around a field for five days and watching a frequently beheaded man <laughs> wander around a quarry for what feels like five days. <laughs> cool. Amazing. <laughs> for sure, you're going to mention the uh, apparently briefly lived fanzine simply called The Cricketer. All about the fifth doctor and his adventures. What? Yeah. Something something that came up on fan lore when I was poking around for cricket. One of my favorite things that I found is I have the TARDIS wiki entry open for cricket. Mm-hmm. And the content of the article is not what I find interesting. But at the very top, in its own separate box, it says, You may be looking for not cricket. <laughs> Wait, is, what? Is not cricket a thing? Let's find out. Was it the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that had some important plot device being like the Cricket Wicket? Yes, in the third Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there was a planet called Cricket, and it was like time locked by a wicket. <laughs> it was very silly, but yeah. <laughs> There's also the sport of Brocky and Ultra Cricket, which is played behind a wall so no one can see it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, okay, this makes it less funny, but not Cricket is like, oh, that's 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 not cricket like that's not sporting or that's not right oh. sort of thing oh okay it's like british slang i see yeah all right so cricket has nothing to do with the insect and nobody got into doctor who by cricket like there was not even a story of like a person who <laughs> i couldn't was find watching anything oh that is surprising as it is disappointing fifth doctor goes on a lot about cricket at mm-hmm. times and there's a story where he gets to play cricket but it's about it all the Brits watching already uh, were into cricket or knew about cricket, and everybody else was just like, what's cricket? Pass. Sounds like some made-up alien game. <laughs> I mean, the fifth Doctor was probably on when, you know, your knowledge of Doctor Who was probably just, like, you knew about it because a friend knew about it, not because it was, like, it wouldn't have been broadcast anywhere in North America, uh, right? PBS? Uh, maybe on P- 
PBS. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, so very limited. You had to be kind of aware of it. Okay. All right, I'm going to jump ahead. <laughs> I'm going to take my cricket legs and jump ahead to the next. No, that's not. Oh. Skip ahead to Z's famous last words, which were, is there a rap song or concept album about the sport of cricket? Is there Z? Is there? I can't confirm the rap song, unfortunately. Typing cricket rap song into YouTube <laughs> I led me to a, a song, unfortunately, in, well, not unfortunately in general, but unfortunately for me, in Hindi, so I don't exactly know what it's talking about, but it's called Indian Rap Song. It's like this rap song in Hindi that's put over a bunch of clips and stills of the Indian cricket team. So I'm guessing it's about cricket, but... But I had much, much better results on the concept album side of things because I discovered Oh, dang. That there is a duo, musical duo, of Neil Hannon of the Divine Comedy and Thomas Walsh of Pugwash. They join their powers to become the Duckworth Lewis Method, which is the name of the band, the name of the duo. Also the name of their first album, a 12-track concept album all about cricket. And... They also had a follow-up album called Sticky Wicket, also about cricket. Pardon my language, but what the f***? <laughs> How is he right about this? <laughs> See, off the top of my head, I, I could only, when he had mentioned that, think about, like, Mr. B, the gentleman, Rhyme Random. Like, he's got to have said something oh, about I didn't even cricket. think of that angle. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. I'm like, this is, yep. ostensibly, their whole band is about cricket. It is. It is entirely all about cricket. I mean, even the name, the Duckworth-Lewis method, is a method for calculating the target score for the team batting second in a limited overs cricket match interrupted by weather. So these two are like deep into cricket and just really wanted to make 24-ish tracks about it. I do like Neil Hannon. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with either of their uh, side like, side projects as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> The Divine Comedy. The the thing you may know most of all is Neil Hannon does the Father Ted theme. Oh! Yeah, words of love. Anyway. I've not seen Father Ted in forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a rewatch. <laughs> get it on Netflix, Netflix. I guess so, but not. We're, we're taking... Wait, it's on Netflix? No, no. Is Netflix it? should get it on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, oh I see. Voice we're going to take now. a detour to Ireland next week because we're going to talk about Father Ted. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, man, oh man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, you know what? We'll go to my famous last mm-hmm. words, which I knew were stupid at the time, but I said them anyway. But they fit the the nice little sweet spot of being stupid and kind of an interesting question, which were why are people fans of such a slow game? The first half we will get into shortly, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But the second half, I was just flat out wrong about. Oh. Cricket is slow in the sense that baseball is, is slow, which is, it can be. Actually, there's probably more variation. Mm-hmm. What I learned was there are many different variations of the game of cricket. More importantly, what I'm probably thinking of as a slow game, as a game that takes days to play, is probably test cricket. The five-day endurance test. Yes. Yeah. Which has an unlimited number of overs, which are kind of like um, at-bats. Yeah. And then it's just like where we're at at the end of five days. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Because you think if it takes five days yeah. to play, it must be being played very slowly, but it's it's not. No. Also, a day is six hours. It's still a lot of cricket. Uh, yeah. It is a lot of cricket. But yeah. they break for lunch and they break for tea. <laughs> of course. That seems course. so very British. Cricket is very British. <laughs> yes. I also learned that there is a more popular variant, and I actually found several news headlines that had kind of drilled this idea home. 2020 cricket. Ah, yes. Which is played over a few hours, and each team has a single inning of 20 overs. It says 120 deliveries, which I believe is just like 120 bowls or pitches. I keep thinking pitches mentally because that's most similar to baseball. Yeah, well, it's like, it's about the length of, if not even slightly shorter than a baseball game. Yeah. So even if cricket was a slow game, which I have since learned it is not. uh, Also, oh, that was another thing. That was the third condition. One of the ways that somebody could get out for a batter to be dismissed was if they deliberately block the wicket with their body. Oh, yeah. They have to bat it away. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's like in baseball, if you get hit, you like take a base. But like that doesn't make sense in cricket. You can't get hit on purpose. That's not, it's not cricket. No, not sporting. 
Yes, it's not sporting. So I was wrong. Not a slow game. Don't know why people are fans of cricket, but not a slow game. Maybe we'll find out very soon. Next episode? <laughs> next episode, sure. <laughs> yeah, next episode. Sorry. Sorry, I was just editing a bunch of anthropological arcades. It's the first cliffhanger we've ever done. That's our go-to end the episode. <laughs> These are not bulk shot, unfortunately. So that was the famous last words mm-hmm. for last week. So the real question is, what did we learn from that about cricket fans? And why they like cricket? <laughs> yeah. Why? Okay, I'm going to start off with the perception of a non-cricket nowhere. Okay. Like, I feel like in Britain, even if you're not a fan, you probably have a good idea of how cricket is played, just from being nearer nearer (laughs) to it, but like, (laughs) over here. The joke is that it's like insanely complex and no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Right? There's so many rules to remember (laughs) and like, things happen... And for no reason on different parts of the pitch. And it's like yeah. Blurns Ball from Futurama. And it's like needlessly complex. It's not. I was going to say, I don't understand some of the nuances. I don't understand any of the nuances of cricket. But I now have a general idea of how the game is played. And it's not like a subtle game. It's not like a golf or like snooker or something. Snooker. If any of you watch footage of a cricket match at all, which I assume you did, people are not doing that. People are going crazy. People are like loving every hit and every like big catch and everything like that it's not it's not a subtle game that small amount of appeal i think is very apparent because the hits aren't directed like in baseball in baseball you have a v like you have 90 degrees in which to place that ball in cricket it's anywhere if it's wild it still counts right and then people are catching the ball with their bare hands <laughs> like without them instead of having a glove yeah. Small detail. I have seen cricket matches before, but I did not watch one beforehand, so I had forgotten that that is the case. And I was reading about what the ball is made out of. It's just like a piece of cork wrapped in leather, so not a super soft thing to catch. <laughs> no, it is not. No. <laughs> the batter has gloves, I think. That might be it. Uh, but yeah, ain't no catching gloves. Also, I've watched a few baseball games, obviously. I've just been on TV. It's like very perfunctory. It's like, yeah. Got it. <laughs> Throw it back. Get that other guy out. But when you catch someone's pop-up ball in cricket, there's no other play going on. Like, he's out, and that's it. So everyone's just like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. So, like, there's a celebration every time one team gets ahead in, in some aspect or another. Mm. I mean, if it bounces on the ground and then you catch it, then you got to get it back to him and tag him. But uh, if you just catch it, everyone just gets to celebrate that. Oh, wait. That is how it is in baseball. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If it touches the ground, you have to tag him. Yeah. But if it doesn't, and you get the guy out, are the people on base still in play? I can't remember. Yeah, they're still in play. The only person who's been tagged out is out. And then once you have three outs, that's it. There's definitely that element of excitement. I jumped on Quora to try to find some answers. Oh, there's a lot of questions. There there were a few questions. I managed to find some answers. (laughs) Why do people like cricket is a common question (laughs) on the internet. I discovered it. I googled it and the first page was literally that text in different on different websites. Oh man, oh man. Um but like the the general consensus that I got was that it is like this game that's got, you know, all sorts of fast bowling, crazy skills, uh amazing spills. It's like this game that's I guess at the best of times sort of like the the 90s VHSs of all-time superstar sports bloopers, but all in one game. But at the same time, as Quora user Aritra Khan points out, opponents lend a helping hand, it unites people from across the world, and like it's like sort of an even playing field where the sort of, quote, lowest level cricket players face off against maybe the, quote, highest level, but they're all cricket players. Okay, but like, how's, how's that different from baseball or soccer or any of those other sports? Discounting sports that require like a lot of equipment, like football and hockey. More rules. And cutesy English names for things. <laughs> I feel like American football has as many rules as cricket does. Yeah, all those technicalities and whatnot. Getting to the why, one of the one of the answers to that question of why are people fans of cricket, one person had said, oh, well, it's, it's because of this strategy that's involved. And I don't disagree that there's strategy. Mm-hmm. But what I did not understand was what the strategy was. If you have a field where you can hit anywhere, the batter, a good batter, can probably bat anywhere. And a, a bowler who is good can probably bowl in such a way to make the batter be caught off guard but i was just like okay but this just seems like two random events together 
How does it all connect? Mm. Where's the strategy? I I think this is like where where it, it really is a lot like baseball. There is like this element of randomness both on the batter's part and the pitcher's part, but players who are, who are really into it study the pitchers and the batters. So like if you're a pitcher, you know what each batter that you're going to be up against is like, what they're likely to do if they have a habit of swinging for balls that are like just just on the edge of the strike zone kind of thing or if they make some sort of step towards the plate as they swing so you can do something with that i think that factors into cricket as well i think that the spontaneity is like really yeah because i said baseball you're hitting in the same direction and a baseball bat is the same at all points of a baseball bat Mm -hmm. like no matter how you've got it rotated around in your hands it's the same unless you I mean, you can choke up on it or whatever, but a cricket bat, like the main surface of the cricket bat, because like it's like a roof, mm-hmm. like it's two edges put like that. Yep. And you can hold that bat any way, kind of. Yeah. And you don't swig until the very last second and you like, it can, so like there's so many possibilities for it to veer literally anywhere <laughs> off the way that it hits that bat and the way the bat is swung and the spin the bowler puts on the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it looks more planned than it appears because <laughs> it just looks like chaos a lot of the time <laughs> oh, man. i mean you can swing at that ball like direct like going in a, in like directly in front of you but it, it, there's no guarantee it's going to go that way because the spin on it and it's a big ball yeah compared to baseball yeah there's a lot of momentum to it there's chaos every time mm-hmm. and i feel like while there is some of that chaos if there's like a bunt or like a low flying ball in baseball it's with cricket, all because it's completely circular as well, it gives the impression that, that there's more going on. And also the way the bowler bowls. I realize different bowlers put different spins and do different yeah. throws. But like that you run as fast as you can towards the batter and then you do that big like go down up and like wind up and and let it go. <laughs> and But you're putting it on a down angle. It looks, that's part of the thing that people look at and be like, what is this game? <laughs> Like the person who invented Triple G. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly the same. It might have been the same person for all we know. <laughs> I did not see that mentioned in the history of cricket article, but... Failed cricketer. Yeah, it's like Martin like Triple Jump. Anyway, I think that momentary chaos and spontaneity is very appealing. It's appealing to me. I think that's a big part of it because, like, I I will... I have to confess, for I've never seen a cricket match. Except for those ones played underneath that uh, that rap song. I've never seen a cricket match. But, but based on based on you know what I what you've described here and I guess like animated equivalents like Simpsons jokes or whatever it does seem like with baseball when you're waiting for the pitch as a spectator it's just kind of like a tense moment and the only real question is will the ball be hit will the ball be missed will it be strike a ball or whatever but with cricket it sounds like there's much more going on it's not just somebody standing you know hunched on a mound spitting out their gum or whatever and then throwing a ball they're doing sort of like a little acrobatics routine it sounds like and then launching the ball at the batter who has to be ready for it and i remember reading somewhere has like 600 milliseconds to figure out what to do i mean i will wait for you guys to go youtube a video of a bowler bowling a cricket ball (laughs) i'm watching a bunch of gifs right now it's mesmerizing (laughs) okay Like, it's amazing. They have this wicked wind-up, and then it's got to be like a single bounce off the ground. It's so very specific, and yet it looks nuts. It's like Keith Moon drumming. It looks like he has no idea what he's doing, but it's all very precise. Yeah. Well-hit balls in baseball tend to all look the same. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like, it comes relatively center. The batter has managed to connect with a part about, like, four or five inches off Mm -hmm. of the bat. It's like the sweet spot... And then, you know, the arc of their swing just drives it, like, straight out into the, like... Parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Where in cricket, it could be anything. Yeah. I mean, that's a specific thing to the batter who is trying to achieve a specific hit, I'm sure. But, like, a well-hit cricket ball is is not necessarily going to react the same way every time. Yeah. Okay. So, for once in our investigation of sporting fandom, we have something that's maybe a little bit different. There seems to be a higher-than-average amount of spontaneity and adapting to that like we haven't covered something like soccer but when we talk about hockey it's like well look you're in a bounded arena Mm -hmm. the puck can only go it generally does not leave the ice yeah when it does that's the end of play yeah oh yeah that's right that's right 
and it's like has to go into a goal and the goals are the two ends so you have like a reasonably finite number of ways for the play to go out Mm -hmm. yeah well did we do another sports fandom we did fantasy football which touched on football yeah but not touch football yeah so similarly you got two teams going to different ends lots of different rules lots of weird specifics but fundamentally take the ball from one end to the other there's not too many crazy ways for that to turn out no no and then we have cricket which is throw a ball which is fairly spontaneous have it bounce which is fairly spontaneous and then hit it which is spontaneous <laughs> the, the goal of the hit is basically to distract the fielders enough so that you can run back and forth and get a bunch of runs yeah well and a number of the the bowls that i've i've seen are like what if you can distract the batman enough so that either the batman can knock the wicket over or so that the ball like topples it over yeah so in all its precision and rules can be a very imprecise game yeah but like given the amount of ground that they need to cover too there's this exciting element of it's like where's it going to go and then who's going to get it because that's not a small amount of athleticism (laughs) to like sprint to go get a ball that you weren't expecting yeah you don't know if it's coming your way yeah because i think there's also a different number of points depending on whether it goes outside of the the field or whether it goes inside and and all this other stuff yeah outside is six six and inside is four i believe okay so we've got that i'm starting to get the that part so that's interesting because usually we talk about things in terms of transformative and curative and that is somehow neither it is like this amazing coagulation of like chaos and randomness <laughs> I call it spectacle mm-hmm. yes spectacle's a good one yeah and it, but it's not randomness because otherwise it wouldn't matter who's playing but there are good players which means they have some control over this chaos they've got like a scarlet witch thing going on <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> manipulating yeah. probabilities that's uh that's basically what it is <laughs> okay so there's that that can't be the whole thing, because otherwise mm-hmm. there'd be, like, competitive dice rolling. Yeah. I'm Sorry, I'm guessing that's craps. Craps, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is a thing. Like, people don't come out to watch probability, necessarily. No. So there's got to be more to cricket fandom than that, especially mm-hmm. given how crazy India is about cricket. There's got to be more to it than just the spectacle. Glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Once again, from Quora, specifically, there's a question, why is cricket so popular in India? Okay. And one of the answers there was that India is kind of like this weird feedback loop when it comes to cricket, because it's something that everybody grows up with, since it's a game that doesn't take a lot of space to play. A narrow street, a stick, and a ball is pretty much all you need. So everybody's familiar with it. And then you've got your national cricket team. And because everybody grew up playing cricket, they sort of idolize these players because they're these incredible athletes who, in some way, are heroic out on the pitch. And then, in turn, these athletes, because they are popular themselves, endorse all sorts of stuff, get in there on the marketing, or people who are marketing contact them, you know, wear their logo on their jersey or appear in their commercials or whatever. And then you've got this feedback loop where people like cricket because they grew up with cricket, but then they're also sort of surrounded by these cricketers as celebrities So, like, there's this sense that cricket's this big thing. And then, you know, there's also a political angle where it's much less destructive to meet Pakistan on the pitch than, uh, say, to send a nuke over there or something. Well, one thing that I watched about Indian cricket in particular was that there was a lot of backlash against cricket when um, India was banging down England's doors for independence. Mm. You know, England brought cricket to India, right? Yeah. But it so happened that uh, Nehru, who was the first Indian prime minister, once India gains independence, like grew up with cricket and was a fan of cricket. Mm-hmm. So it was like, cricket doesn't have to be like Britain invading India. We've played cricket for a long time. Mm-hmm. We're still India kind of thing. Yeah. So they kind of took it on as a bit of a national identity. Yes. Right. So given their colonial heritage, like in a different way than in North America, where like we are the oppressors in North America, but in India it was the British. Yeah. But like India has India now as opposed to Canada. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Mm -hmm. This may have been a bad thing that happened to us, but we don't care. We're going to make cricket ours now. Take that, Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're going to shove it in your faces. (laughs) Not only are we taking it back, but we're going to be better than you. Yeah, and they and, and they talked about that because it's like mm-hmm. Britain versus India in cricket. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we're the same now. By the way, 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And there's a lot of that I found, like national identity, national pride, mm-hmm. a lot about cricket being a sport of manners, a sport of rules, and a sport of civility. Mm-hmm. They do break for tea after all. <laughs> Like, even in 2020 games? In the 2020? No. 2020 is too short. But in, like, okay. in the ones that are a day long or multiple days long, they do have a break for lunch and a break for tea. Okay. I did get a, a very gentlemanly vibe to the sport as I was reading about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did seem like there was a lot of, it's like, oh, are you okay? Like, unsportsmanlike conduct is just not tolerated. Like, yeah. hockey, fights. Baseball, occasional fights. Football, basically fighting all the time yeah 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 like right that you had like two groups of people and they're like bam cricket no fighting not allowed no. not it's not cricket not a part of the sport don't take your bat and like wail on the other players no <laughs> but like no break your bat over your knee no no like none of that no jose batista's uh, bat flip not uh <laughs> i can see that on the pitch no 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 i found an interesting article uh from the guardian uh, December 2014, called Why Do We Play Cricket? And it talks about, like, the development of cricket as, like, as as that sort of gentlemanly, genteel sort of sport. The Victorians developed their ethic of cricket, leadership, teamwork, character building, because they were ashamed of their fondness for the silly game and sought a higher justification <laughs> for playing it. In the 21st century, in a world where economic productivity is the measure of the individual, where only what is useful is valued, cricket's justification is that it has no justification. It is a sublime exception, an oasis of the useless and the unproductive. Amazing. (laughs) Wow. And I think that kind of makes it cool a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, man, what do you do? Oh, I like cricket. Why do you like cricket? Uh, You don't understand. It's a cricket thing. (laughs) We talk about fandoms as being important, as growing and whatnot, because of that shared history, right? Yeah. Hmm. Like, if you're talking about, like, video games, it's like, I remember playing this growing up. And uh, even maybe on topics that we wouldn't touch, whether or not you'd consider religions uh, fandoms, they have huge elements of shared history and shared culture, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for cricket or tea or anything like that, part of it, I think, is is just that huge element of history. You were talking about how Victorians like made a justification for it. <laughs> And that might have been it. Once people enjoyed it a little bit, and once they made a justification for it, that was it. Suddenly, that was your shared history as you're going around colonizing the world. Well, now it's just part of something that everybody's experienced. It's just like, oh, why don't you do this? Everybody does this. You don't play cricket? Yeah. Oh, man. And I mean, that's <laughs> that's why cricket fans aren't in Canada, because we don't have that shared history. No, no, we do not. That's also why mm-hmm. even hockey, our national sport, doesn't have the same shared history. Like Canada wide, yeah, it does, but like that's why you mm-hmm. can easily find people. It's like I'm not a uh, hockey is not our national sport. Oh, oh, is it lacrosse? It is lacrosse. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <sighs> uh, without a doubt, Canada's most popular sport. Oh yeah, yes, lacrosse. <laughs> it's like hey. field hockey. Eh. We'll do that later (laughs) but i mean even in canada that's our country's shared history kind of but that's why you have all these different pockets where it's not super Mm -hmm. popular because you know maybe you didn't have access to another reason why cricket is not as popular is because you still need some equipment you still need a bat if you want to really play and you still need some equipment and it's still dangerous they're you're hurling a ball at people you still need a light ball you still need those couch cushions on your legs (laughs) (laughs) yeah for good reason I like my shins intact, thanks. <laughs> Shin guards are not going to cut it. Oh, no. And it's that. It's like, if that seed wasn't planted, it's really hard to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to grow something that was never planted in the first place. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you play cricket? It's like, oh, that old sport that like English people introduced like 100 years ago and then baseball or soccer or lacrosse or hockey or whatever <laughs> took over it's like uh yeah that one it's like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> like there's no there's no plan it's like a withered little there, there's no thing there's no hook to like pull people along to cricket but you know if you're canadian you went abroad for any amount of time in, in mm. india or australia or the uk or so i'm sure you, you start to feel the pull pulling you along to the cricket match or even on tv or on the radio or whatever you'd encounter it in some way but uh over here you don't have to if you don't want to no (laughs) 
Got one heck of a face over there, G. You got a real face for radio. If you are not um, observing our faces at this very moment, I invite you to go to twitch.tv slash the next cast the Monday after you were listening to this uh, so that you can see us record our latest episode and make the most wonderful faces for you. Mm -hmm. I also think there's, you know, as a prog fan and being like, you know, there's that mentality. It's like, oh, this song is like half an hour long. It is the best song because that's, you know. (laughs) Standing your art to a crazy amount of time. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a certain pride in that the cricket championships, ultimately, the test matches yeah. are five days long. Yes. So some more of that effort justification going on. Exactly. Yeah. And I tried to find out why mm-hmm. it went on for that long. Oh, why five days? Yeah. Why not one, for example? Yeah. Um, but the answer seemed to be like it's literally a test of both teams abilities that is how long it takes to get an examination of like the endurance and skill and talent of both teams literally a test so it's a very thorough yeah was there like an incident at some point in history where two teams met and said we're gonna play cricket until we can't play cricket anymore and it just happened to be five days (laughs) no this was just like we're gonna do it this way now well, like, think about it with the, the church, right? Like, can't do Sunday. Can't play all week. That's true. Right? Yeah. yeah. If you're going to stop for church, you may as well just stop. Mm-hmm. And then if the Sabbath is also holy historically, then you've got, like, you got five days. Mm-hmm. you got Monday to Friday. No weekends. No weekends. Yeah. The work week. Yeah. The work week to play cricket. <laughs> yeah. Because it says that you used to have a break day in the middle, which was often yeah. not necessarily the case anymore. Hmm. It is generally considered the most complete examination of teams playing ability and endurance. I mean, that's very different than, uh, what is it, football, which has, like, in a season you don't even play all the other teams, or hockey, where you have, like, 300 games in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very different approach to testing a team's abilities. Yeah. Yeah, seldom do other sports focus on a single match so much. Yeah. I mean, I guess in hockey, for example, I mean, this is in baseball as well, in the, in the playoffs, a team will play... S- a maximum of seven games yeah but the beauty of test cricket is there's no way to speed up the process <laughs> in hockey you can just win four straight yep but in test cricket you have to you have to get it out <laughs> unless someone like gives up or something yeah one of the things i came across was this article by uh in mcdonald who seems to be a cricket writer of some renown and one of the things that he pointed out was that it's not really a game that you know tests the maximum strength of a person or the maximum speed of a person but it's a game that tests you know your strength your speed your finesse all these different aspects of of fitness of of uh, athleticism in the most well-rounded way interesting yeah if you're only incredibly strong you're probably not going to be great at cricket because you got to be fast you got to be able to finesse things you got to have that sort of fine touch as well hmm. right you got to be cool you got to be fast you got to be stronger exactly Exactly. I got an article here where a Rory Bremner is asked, does the English domestic game require overhaul? They said, of course it does. There's far too much one-day cricket. The counties have to balance their desire to make a profit against the need to protect the image, profile, and influence of the game. Mm. There's still so much about English cricket that is parochial. (laughs) That's a word I've forgotten the meaning of. Like regional or local or quaint or Mm old-fashioned. So... Not a fan. Is, so is he in favor of shorter matches? No, longer matches. Okay, okay. That's that's what I took from it. Yeah. Him saying there's too much one day cricket. Yeah. Not a fan of the old uh, 2020. Is uh, is Rory Bremner? Yeah. Apparently, 2020 is just more popular now because people don't want to watch five days of cricket. Oh man. Well, it's it's, it's a lower barrier to entry. Because <laughs> hey, come watch mm-hmm. come watch this cricket thing with me. It's five days long. <laughs> why oh i mean people do that with the playoffs they do it with yeah. uh, tennis tournaments yeah uh admittedly it's not a whole season of that though yeah it's funny that way you'll play somebody a 40 minute album sergeant peppers or whatever and they'll be like oh that's great but you play them yeah you play them thick as a brick by jethro tull where it's the same length of time but it is one song like oh it's too long man it's all about perspective <laughs> It's the same amount of time. It's just uh, mm-hmm. in the time that you'll get like multiple playoff games, you'll get one cricket match, but thoroughly tested match. Yeah. 
Well, the shorter games would also lend themselves to having more teams, too. Because, I mean, from what I could find, it sounds like, for the most part, they're just national teams. It's not like there's the, the Toronto Bowlers versus <laughs> the Hamilton Batters, you know? It's just England, India, yeah, West Indies. Well, England must play amongst itself. Well, I mean, I guess there are probably college matches or university matches, but it doesn't sound like there's a, a national league of city-based teams anywhere. It seemed to be mostly county-based. Yeah. That I could find, like similar to football. Okay. Well, I mean, there's like, you know, there, there's your local league and then there's like the national league and international league and so on. But like a lot of games do largely seem to be like country v. country as opposed to the smaller ones. I don't know, you know, at what level they get broadcast. Yeah. Like how low on the totem pole they get broadcast. But uh, one thing that I found that I thought was really cool that should totally make a return in English cricket or, you know, cricket anywhere were William Clark's All England Eleven. Anyone else heard of these guys? They were essentially cricket's Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> I'm on board. They were... I'm already on board. Not so much in doing trick cricket. Trick it? Or oh. trick it, if you will. <laughs> well, now you've lost me. But it was like, it was a pro team form just as like the advent of all the railways came in. Hmm. So they would tour around and clubs would pay them to come in to play their home team to get a big crowd. And they introduced cricket to a lot of the regions that didn't know about it before. Hmm. I thought for sure you were going with, like, Tricket, because I would watch the crap <laughs> out of that. It's like when somebody's like, I don't I don't watch basketball. It's like, cool, I'm going to put the Harlem Globetrotters on. You're like, how is he doing that? <laughs> this, is a, this is an 1846. I guess I mentioned it's a bit. It's like the advent of the railways, but yeah, 1846. All pro cricketers. Yep. You got the bowler who's able to bowl the ball with his handlebar mustache. That would be amazing. <laughs> the batter who comes to the field in his... Uh, his bathing suit, his bathers. But not long after, a couple of the players split off and formed their own team. Oh, no. The uh, United All England Eleven, uh, And then they regularly played each other. So they have their own Washington Generals, I guess. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I don't know. It spread it around to the people. It said it probably mm-hmm. spread to parts of the Commonwealth before it spread to the north of England. What? <laughs> like, it's people, you know, on ships... Being from London and stuff, got it out there before they, before they went up north. Mm-hmm. That's an odd one. <laughs> All right, so we got this, like, spontaneous element. We've got, like, a shared history. We've got, mm-hmm. like, the athleticism. We've got, like, this test of endurance. And for once, we have, like, a fandom that isn't just curative, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of stats about pitches and or, yeah. and all that. Yeah. There's a fantasy league or two. Yeah. But, like, with most sports, we have, you know... A large element is participatory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is there anything else that makes up the why of cricket fandom that we've missed? So, <laughs> just the term innings. What? Mm. Innings is both the singular and plural in cricket. Oh, yeah. Wait. After a team has completed one innings, we will go to the next innings. Okay. <laughs> Baseball got that sorted out. <laughs> this is the first inning, the second inning, the third inning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep, that's that's exactly it. That is why that is why people are fans of cricket. Got to the bottom of it, everybody. Wordplay. Woo! You got these fun little code mm-hmm. words and you know, I guess I guess it doesn't feel like it when no. you're in it. No. But I mean we've like you're speaking different vocabulary we've talked about that too right like it's yeah. it's that shared relationship that you have it's mm-hmm. it's why when you can mention uh well okay any simpsons quote and you're like i know you you are a simpsons fan. yeah yeah you're my kind of people we can talk about that <laughs> yeah or if your go-to metaphor is a baseball metaphor it's like oh, i must be a baseball fan or something i don't know catch you later <laughs> that wasn't a baseball metaphor i mean goodbye <laughs> 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 All right, I think we better uh, we better move on before the wicket falls over and we're all dismissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. Gotta go get those ashes. Mm. Get the ashes? What are the ashes for? They are like basically the prize or trophy of winning the World Cricket Cup. Mm-hmm. Man, I did not do enough research because ashes does not sound like a real prize. Actually, I feel like I said a bunch of things that are not true. <laughs>
Yeah, the Ashes, the first player of cricket to buy SP oh, no. cricket. Oh, no, no. Okay. The Ashes is the test cricket series played between England and Australia, specifically. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes slightly more sense. It goes back and forth forever. What are they the Ashes of? First cricket bat. The term originated in a satirical obituary published in a British newspaper, The Sporting Times, immediately after Australia's 1882 victory at the Oval, the first test win on English soil. The obituary stated that English cricket had died, and the body will be cremated and the ashes taken to Australia. That's amazing! <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Alright. Okay, so there's like a little, there's a little urn, a little terracotta urn, is reputed to contain a burnt cricket ball. All right. Well, given the revelatory <laughs> ashes that we just learned about, Z. Yes. What is your verdict on cricket fandom? Um, I find myself a little bit intrigued. Am I going to go and watch some cricket? It's it's on the list. <laughs> Wait, what? The list of stuff to watch. Sure. I mean, I've watched a little bit of baseball in my time. It's never really been that interesting. But cricket sounds like it's got more going on. It sounds like there's a little bit more calculated randomness to it than to baseball. So it sounds like it could be more interesting, even if, if just uh, seen in small bits. So my verdict is that it is a sport that has fans that have a little bit more justification than, you know, I like this sport. It seems like there's a lot more to it than with other sports. And... Yeah, I want to get a little bit more into it. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I'll go next. I do not get cricket fandom. Not because I don't get cricket fans. I'm learning that I just don't understand sports fandom because in the wide world of ways that you could spend your time and your life, like you can imagine countless possibilities, but instead you would rather run simulations of a sport over and over again. And I don't know. That seems weird to me. That is one of the possibilities, T. Yeah. That is one of the possibilities. It's a boring one. Ooh. I just have a hard time getting into sports fandom in general. That doesn't mean I'm not intrigued by it. As you guys were describing cricket and I was reading about cricket, I'm like, oh, this is interesting as a sport. And obviously, if I was participating, it would be a different story. But as an observer, I just can't get into it. Call me when there's robo cricket. I want to see how they <laughs> reinvent the sport, how they have to change the rules. <laughs> Brocky and ultra crickets. Yeah, I want to hear the story of like Rocky and the Russian robot equivalent of <laughs> cricket, Rocky. All right, here I go. So like not on principle because it's not necessarily a principle that I have, but as is the way with my life, it's a sport. So pretty much, no, I'm probably not going to watch any of it. <laughs> I think it's, you know, it's fun to watch a little bit of. Now that I understand literally how it's played, I'm enjoying the ability to understand if I'm in a group of people that are really excited about it. Not likely to happen in Canada, but say I'm all a watch and chuck along, but I'm not really going to watch any unless someone emails me at g at the and says, watch this. This is cricket. This is the best that cricket has to offer. It will make you a fan of this sport. Trust me. And then I'll watch it because I don't watch tennis, but uh, just before I moved to university, I was living with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I went from my room to the kitchen, grab a snack or something like that. And my mom was in the living room, which was adjacent to the kitchen, watching Wimbledon 2008, Federer versus Nadal. I was like, oh, watching tennis. I sat down and watched four hours of tennis. What? It was such a gripping match. Wow. It was really dramatic. So, I'm not immune to sports. <laughs> it can happen. Olympics. But I do like the Olympics. I'll watch anything in the Olympics. Because the nations of the world. Mm -hmm. I suppose cricket is some of the nations of the world. I mean, I'm almost slightly interested in the ashes based on what it's based around. (laughs) Just the level of, like, salt and spite between... Oh, I I love that. (laughs) It's that trash talk. (laughs) That's that good stuff. Victorian trash talk. Can we do an episode on trash talk? There's got to be, like, a fandom for that, right? (laughs) Maybe we can find a fandom that's got a lot of that. There's debate, I guess. Heckling. We'll find one. Competitive punning. Nope. Mm-hmm. It is a thing. <laughs> nope. Just on principle. Nope. Nope. Re- refutation. That's okay, because I have a thing that we can't nope, and that is the spotlight. Smile.
Every week we try to find something interesting related to the fandom, whether it be a charity. It's usually a charity, I'm going to be honest. It's almost always a good cause or a charity. And this week is no different. In fact, this is going to be a very concise plug for that charity because there's not too much to the charity in the sense that it's pretty apparent what it does. Uh, I found a charity this week, and it's called Chance to Shine, which you can find at chancetoshine.org. And what it does is it's a charity that teaches kids life skills and spreads the power of cricket. And by that I mean it helps make cricket more of a thing. Okay. That's pretty much it. Chance to shine the number two or just to? Uh, chance, T-O, shine.org. It sounds like most, like 80% of their funding goes towards getting cricket equipment for kids. And the rest goes towards raising more money to get cricket equipment for kids. Okay. Sounds solid. I was going to say it's like learn to skate, but it's, it wasn't learn to skate. It was... Skate to great? Oh, that was what it was. Skate to great, yeah. It's like that, except for cricket. Seems like a good charity. You should check it out. As it turns out, there are actually lots of great cricket-related charities, but that's the one I'm picking for this week. Makes sense. All right. If you're not already, you can most certainly listen to this podcast on iTunes, and while you're there, hit that subscribe button so you get this coming into your iTunes inbox, for lack of a better term. Every Friday, brand new meta-analysis, fan-analysis, if you will, of various fandoms. While you're there, consider leaving a rating or review. We'd love if you would do that because we'd raise our visibility a little bit and let more people uh, find out about the podcast. We are the Knicks Cast, the three of us, the three Knicks, the Knicks Cast on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we are also the Knicks Cast on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Right. And why would you bring that up? That's because that's the part where I say things. More importantly than any of that, uh, Patreon is a place where you can become a patron of the artist's and creators that you love and enjoy. So if you go to patreon.com slash the next cast, you can become a patron of the next cast. Even as little as a dollar a month of patronage is really helpful in allowing us to produce more content, do this live stream that we do every week, do more of the convention coverage that we do, helps us keep the lights on, do everything ad free. Check that out, patreon.com slash the next cast. Mm-hmm. And If you're just listening to this in your earbuds or your headphones or your speakers or your car or your Sonos sound system or whatever and not watching it, you should be watching it. And you can do that by checking out twitch.tv slash the NixCast. We live stream this thing every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we would love for you to join us. Even better, subscribe to the channel, like our stuff. And comment, you know, like, comment, and subscribe, as they sometimes say. That's twitch.tv slash the NixCast. I don't think that's how that works. That's what they call the big three. (laughs) 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 Plus, if you're watching this this Twitch stream and you're in the chat, like, we're here. We'll answer questions. We'll do our best to keep things lively. This is not strictly just us rattling off the facts and research that we Mm -hmm. have found. It's uh, interactive. If you've got questions, we will attempt to answer them. What's what that the tagline for? You've got questions, we've got answers. If you know the answer, send us an email. Message us <laughs> on Twitch. Apparently we're bad at jingles. That's fine. <laughs> That's our <laughs> question to you. But our question to ourselves, to our future selves, mm-hmm. as we continue our journey around the globe exploring different fandoms, our question, our statement, our whatever you want to call it, for next week our famous last words what are they everyone as we travel to south korea to talk about starcraft fandom mm-hmm. okay i got a question go for it no statements you're not gonna go out on a limb no 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 limb going out for me this time my famous last words for next week's starcraft recording is that uh, things are things are very racially charged these days. Um, but in the game StarCraft, there are three races you can choose to play. The Terrans, the Protoss, and the Zerg. Which one is the most popular to play in South Korea and why? Is there some sort of like cultural affiliation? Do they just like units better? Is there one that has some sort of obvious advantage? What's the deal? All right, uh, I'm going to ask StarCraft an expression of Korea's interest in sci-fi in general. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of StarCraft specifically in opposition to Warcraft, whereas Warcraft is fantasy, StarCraft is sci-fi pretty much. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh man, those are some good questions, and now I'm stuck with asking something stupid. <laughs> That's not my opinion of my own question, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I thought it was a, a good question. Oh man, so many things that I could ask. Mm-hmm. So many stupid things I could ask. Ooh. All right. StarCraft Two is less popular than StarCraft One. All right. Because it sucks. There we go. Oh, all right. There we go. There's that little. <laughs> Is that cherry on top? Definitely wrong. Or <laughs> definitely going to be... Sh- you know what? I'm okay with making stupid last words because they make for great quotes. <laughs> exactly. Pride goeth before the fall. I played the marginalist bits of either, and we'll see how that goes. I mean, the point of the famous last words is to magnify our own ignorance prior to researching the topic. <laughs> oh, man. Which I think makes it the best part of the show. It shows that even podcasters can still be human, just like everybody else. <laughs> what? Wait, huh? <laughs> well, join us on the robot apocalypse next week as we visit South Korea, which definitely doesn't have any robots or energy beings or weird no. giant alien slaughter machines. Yep. <laughs> None of those next week either. But until then, just, just see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye.